All right, this is episode 77 then, and it's good to get back with uh, a guest on the podcast. And me and Pete are very excited to have Zach from the Skinner Brothers. How are you doing, my friend? Well, good, man. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolute pleasure. No, seriously, man. I mean, you guys uh, were amazing at Temple News and we put on a fucking great show and you've got such a great presence at the moment. Do you know what I mean? I just thought it'd be cool to, to have you on for a chat. And, um, you know, you, I, I love your vibe on social media as well, especially on Instagram, all the sort of videos you're putting out and all the content and the sort of stream of thought consciousness stuff, stuff you're yeah. doing. Really authentic, man. I really like it. So, yeah, man, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me, man. It's been, uh, I've been following you uh, like since um before temple newsome and uh like because obviously we got I, i'm managed by um tim that used to that's, manage you or, or that's still does right. that's right people. man yeah so that's a sort of like a connection really isn't it like the, like the same manager but like uh, a, a while later you know I mean? like, <laughs> exactly yeah i mean that, and that's the thing about tim i think that tim always connects with uh, and it's the thing that's sort of struck me about you guys as well he's just something that's really authentic do you know what i mean something that's real and something that's coming from like do you know what i mean a place of really good energy and i think you guys are full of that but yeah i mean like how did you how did well i mean i suppose without wanting to start in an order, but how did you guys meet with tim anyway and what do you think to tim as well these are important questions i've got to get going yeah, let's let's do it, man. I'm I I, I met him. I didn't because he's in America, isn't he? He's in LA. So I yeah. I, I don't know how many years it was going. I must have been two. It was it was a, it was just when that Corona season thing was starting, like when everyone was sort of locked down. That t- early period. I don't know how long ago that was now, man. Maybe like maybe it was two years or three. It was two years. It was two years. Yeah, just going yeah, over so, now, probably. So like I parted ways with another another manager a little bit before that. And I didn't really want anyone else. I was I was done with it. I'd had two managers, and I sort of thought like I don't really enjoy the the dynamic. Mm-hmm. They weren't agreeing with what I was thinking and stuff. But anyway, I've sent him through a track, and I've asked him for um, Mike Skinner to be on it. I said, "Oh, can he do a can he uh, do a verse on this one, uh, please?" Um, so I didn't think anything would come back. I was just it's just a stupid email. So. But then he's come back, said he likes the tune. He's got chatting from there, and then I didn't really want another manager and I don't think he wanted to manage anyone either but just sort of sort of fell into it like that do you know what I mean and then actually the first thing he's come through he said ah oh, sort of got us on the gig at Temple Newsome, but the original one which was scheduled a long time before yeah mm. I mean and so that gig's been in the calendar for, for a long time do you know what I mean that that gig and it, and it when it actually happened it was um it was like a big thing man <laughs> it was like a, <laughs> absolutely you know I mean? The energy at the spot at Temple Newsom was because uh, we do not that many like big supports like that, but we do like a few. And the energy there was different, man, because it was like because I think everyone there is like a no, there's no small time music fans there. Do you no, know what yeah. I mean? like, like everyone's fucking way buzzing and like it's just good vibes, man. Do you know what I mean? Like there. Yeah, that was but serious then, energy. Uh, uh, yeah, it was great, man. It was like and even like backstage, it was it was good vibes, man. Like do you know what I mean? Uh, Absolutely, I, man. Yeah. I don't know those guys from 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 the cribs, but uh, I recognise them because of their eyebrows, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, cause I, I was, I'm not going to go up to them and um, talk to them, bother them, really. But, but like, I don't, I, I, I think they're opposite us in the dressing room area and the cabins. And I was just, I sort of thought, oh, that's those guys. And 
I'm not going to bother them, but I know who they are. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, to, to be honest, we were, I mean, like, I was like, we're proper, I mean, me and Rob were anyway, we're proper shy on day. Do you know what I mean? We were sort of locked away in our cabins. I didn't even really come out much other than for a bit of a smoke and then like to come and stand and watch like uh, you guys and stuff. But I did, yeah, I mean, I think they, I, I think, I think they ended up like having to go at us while they were on stage. Do you know what I mean? But uh, I mean, have a go at you. Yeah, well, I think they made, they, they made some random comments anyway. They weren't happy because of the lighting situation, but that's the, that's a, that's a topic we've already done. But I mean, like, you know, like, I don't know. I, I, c- I can understand their frustration, but at the same time, it's a bit like, look, you know, like, I don't, like you said, there was so much positive energy. You just didn't, you don't need that shit at a gig. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't that sort of gig, though, was it? Like, I don't think it was the sort of gig where it's not going to help you to have a spot on whatever they wanted. <laughs> yeah. It's not. It's, you're fighting a losing battle, really, because no one—I don't think anyone gives a fuck. Like, you know, like yeah, you know that's I mean? exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, people are there to have a good time. They don't go, oh, but there was a couple problems with the lighting, and I didn't enjoy it. Like, I didn't enjoy yeah, it. Exactly. <laughs> no, no. Um, but yeah, like you say, just great energy. Um, you know, fucking great bands all day. But yeah, I was I chatting do... to that. Um, I was chatting to them Snuts band that was. I think they were sharing yeah. our drugs anymore. Um, the same cabin, and they were sound man. I've never met them before, but um, obviously I heard about them and stuff, and it, it was a. Uh, they gave us a bottle of that Buckfast stuff, that Scottish stuff. All oh, right, okay, okay. I didn't end up drinking it. I think the bass player had it, but that makes me feel a bit sick, that stuff. Like, it's a bit uh, sweet for me, but the thing is, it was nice of them to do that, man. It's good vibes. They're having some... I smell a lot of weed in the air. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's us and the coral as well, isn't you know? Oh, me and the coral, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All I know is that backstage area was, was smelly, man. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I when I were watching when I was watching bands, I were kind of standing off to the side, but I were behind the sort of half see through advertising things, and I was just blazing yeah, yeah. ones. <laughs> and I, half a crowd are <laughs> turning around like, "What the fuck?" Just, oh, come on, <laughs> you know what I mean? What you no, doing was, that um, yeah, I would do. Yeah, man. Yeah, totally, man. I can't well, you're, go a, you're a you're smoke you're a smoker before sort of yeah. guy. Before, yeah. during, I'm, after. I, yeah, pretty much, man. I can't, I can't get. Well, I can get on stage if I had a joint, but it's a very different experience for me. That's why I like Japan for us. I don't know about you, you guys. Don't know if you've been out there yet, uh, but I'm Japan like, for <laughs> so, certainly for me, we're always a nightmare because it's such a fucking ball. Like getting any kind of weed over there or any kind, you know, not that I bother with all else, but you know, it's just a different sort of culture towards that sort of thing. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. We did, we did pretty well in Japan, but um, yeah, I've got to be fucking. I've got to have had a few joints before I go on stage, man. Otherwise, it's all just, it's all just a bit overwhelming. You know what I mean? It's medicinal. Yeah, I sort of get you. Yeah, no, I get you. I, I like to have a, a drink before I go on stage, but I can't really smoke any weed anymore because a few years ago I've, I haven't got the head for it. I, I thought I did. I thought I did. I, I used to dabble with the Rastas in South London down at. I used to work in the pub, and there was a couple Nigerian guys, a couple Jamaicans, and. I used to be mates with them. <clears throat> they used to say, oh, Charlie, come come have, like, on my break. They'd say, come have, join, have smoke this. <laughs> and I was a bit younger and I'd sort of want to get involved with what they were doing. I'd say, yeah, okay. I didn't know how to puff it or nothing. But, and it was fine. That, that just made me laugh. I had a great time doing that. That was quite fun. But then I was in um, a pub in Deptford in uh, London one year, just before New Year's. And I smoked this stuff and I only had a couple of pools of it, but it I'm, I'm I'm still on that trip, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still on that trip. Like I, I never came out. Like, I remember like, basically I had a pull on this joint and I've walked out of the pub. It's late at night. I'm walking home back to Peckham and I've <clears throat> I've said to myself out loud, I said, 
oh, bloody love weed. I said, it's sad. I said it out loud. I said, bloody love weed. And then I, and then suddenly, because I was hearing birds singing and stuff like that, and it was a busy road. And then suddenly the pavement started going on forever. Like I couldn't, I couldn't get home because the pavement was endless. I was in, and I got really scared and I, and everything was endless. And I, and I was living at the time with a geezer called Pat Lyons, right? He's, um, he's involved with that sort of fat white family crowd, if you know of them. Yeah. Um, he's, it's a viral video thing of him on YouTube, accepting an NME award, saying some weird stuff. And I was living on his, in his flat. He's about 70 odd, but we were, I was living on his floor in, in his, in a room, in his spare room. And I came back and I, and I woke him up and I was like, look, I'm really scared. Cause he was a proper weed head. Right. A proper smoker. And I woke him up and said, man, I, I'm really depressed. I don't know what's going on. I'm really tripping out. It's, this is seriously bad. And then he was like, Hey, Charlie, he's like, you got any more? Yeah. <laughs> got any more of that? I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, it's the last fucking thing I need. Like, and then, yeah, I'm still on that trip, man. So I stick to a couple of uh, lovely drops now, just a, just a drink. <laughs> uh, that, it's, that sounds like my kind of guy, to be fair. Yeah. But that, does, that, that, that does remind me of a story of um, a lad who used to do our sound called David Cooper, who once told me a story about having a joint with Finley Quay. And uh, Dave, Dave is a big smoker as well, but he just said, like, you know, I went and sat and had this joint with Finley Quay and just thought no of it. And honestly, I had to go do sound for gigging. I was absolutely off my fucking nut. But <laughs> <laughs> the weed, man, I don't know how you do because you can't. You can't, I can't always tell where it's going to take me. Like one time it would be fine. And the next minute I'd be being sick down the toilet for about four well, hours. Well, I think, I mean, to be honest, I think that, as, well, I mean, there's a lot of science behind that in itself, but a lot of it's to do with how your brain, uh, on a simple level, it's to do with how your brain's wired in the sense that, you know, yeah. certain amount of receptors and stuff. But I mean, I've certain, I'd, I've never had an unpredictable experience on it like that. Do you know what I mean? Not in that sense, but yeah, yeah. it just don't, it, it just literally doesn't agree with people. Some people like uh, drink alcohol, just literally don't agree with me at all. But you never have a drink then. You never, never, never. A little bit, a little bit, but literally a little bit. And like, I can have a three sips of summer and be like, yeah, I can feel that. I couldn't drive now. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Oh, like, he he likes them. Uh, he likes them dark fruits. <laughs> dark yeah, fruits, yeah. a bit cider. <laughs> I get such a bad rap, man. I, I didn't realize that was like a, I was a butt of a joke. I didn't even drink many dark fruits, but occasionally I would like the look of the, the pump and say, like, I'll have one of those, please. I said, that looks quite tasty. I'll have one. But I didn't realize it was a big joke about people who drink. I don't really drink it too much, but I'm scared to even admit I, I've never <laughs> even drunk it. Well, I think, I think to be honest, I think it's changed a lot, but I think certainly like 10, 15 years ago, I think you would get looks if you asked for cider and especially like something like dark fruit. But I think nowadays it's a lot more accepted. I don't get who gives a fucking shit. I never give it a shit. I'm I'm one of those people that are just order that. And when everyone turns around and looks at me, I'd be like, what? You know what, I mean? yeah. what, what the fuck? What's going on? I'm not yeah. culture not culturally attached to the sort of thing that dictates that you'd know if this were cool or not, I'm afraid. Yeah, I look down <laughs> on you as I drink my bourbon. <laughs> yeah, well they see there you go. You're just a snob though, Pete. You, yeah. you, know, you look down on you look down <laughs> on Mackies. Yeah. You look down on all kinds. He looks down on fish and chip. You of shouldn't course. hear this guy rag on fish and chips, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What do you eat then, man? <laughs> Well, oh, mate, let me don't tell you fucking ass. But wait, 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 fucking ass. You got, you've got like a like a pretty much a drum roll situation now because everyone listening is going to be like, well, what does he eat? Because he's like, like he's like, I, I, I have just got, I have just got to say, this guy is one jet setting motherfucker. <laughs> do you know what I mean? He's like a he's a big deal at VMware, who are one of the biggest tech companies in the world. So this guy <laughs> gets wined and dined, man. Do you know what I mean? So 
It's very difficult to try and have any kind of food war with him, but he does he does have too strong an opinion on fish and chips and McDonald's and shit like that. Listen, I just have a hard rule. I never eat anything that's wrapped in newspaper. Oh man, that is okay. Yeah, I can't believe you are too good for that shit, Pete. Do you know uh, what I mean? I cannot believe uh, it, but yeah, fucking I thought, hell. I find it so comforting about eating out of the newspaper. It's quite absolutely comforting. Nah, I, I, I tease, I tease. Yeah, but what's some things what you're eating? Is it like the Michelin star funk ones that you get? <laughs> well, I'm not that posh, but I do like a hundred dollar steak every now and then. <laughs> I just, man, I, I don't know if I haven't got the palate or something, but I, I can't. If there's two, you know, the Michelin star spots. Like I've been to like one or so in my life, maybe. Like, and, I, yeah. and there's there's too much flavor on the plate, and I don't yeah. know why they're. It's like I haven't unlocked them flavors in my mind. It's like fucking Mortal Kombat or something. I ain't unlocked that character yet. I ain't, I ain't unlocked him yet. And uh, we, we can't understand what's going on. And I can't tell if it's worth £100 or not. I just feel a bit sick. Like, exactly, <laughs> exactly, mate. Shit like that for me. Like, it's so fucking rich. You get this tiny little thing and you, you eat it. And you're like, fucking hell, I'm full. I'll tell you what, though. Right, same as you, I've only been to a very, very few Michelin stars. And the one time that I did somewhere really posh, <laughs> like afterwards, I turned to my missus and went, fuck it, should we go get McDonald's? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it was fucking like 200 quid. And don't get me wrong, it was fucking nice. But it was just like, like you say, it was too fucking strong. Yeah, All these a... fucking flavors and shit. And it's like this lobster bisque in this tiny ass little fucking cup where you literally yeah. drank it and you put on three kilograms. Yeah, it's Do you know like... what I mean? You're like, what the fuck is in that? <laughs> like Jeremy says Wait, from well, Peep Show, right? You know, it's uh, wine is good. Yeah. I mean, it's no Coca Cola, yeah. but it's. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That the day, yeah. That's funny, man. It, it is like that. I just, I've never, I don't know. I, when I was a bit more younger, I used to think that I wanted to sort of be, to eat that sort of thing. But now I've sort of had a. Not very many of them, but I sort of decided I I don't like it when the waiter sort of flips, comes around you and two on your case a bit like he's too nice. Like I'm just yeah. like ah oh, for fuck's sake he's too polite and I'm and I find it a bit creepy. Like yeah. just like because he's really really polite and and I feel like I'm like a bit of rough in there. Like not that I'm ever <laughs> not, not that I'm ever in there, but I feel like oh, I should be stepped into a pan and put outside. The oh, thing. mate, like when we when we were fucking getting signed and wined and dined and that, and we were in like fucking LA, probably 19 year old, back end of 18, 19 years old in these fabulous restaurants. And like you say, I was just a scruffiest looking motherfucker at that time. Like literally fucking just like hair everywhere, probably fucking joints hanging out of my fucking hair and shit like that. Just like ripped ass jeans that have been trailed across every fucking dive floor across the UK, across fucking most of America. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And you're going into these posh-ass restaurants, but like you say, like, do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, you'll be getting more of that fucking now where you, you I guys don't know, get... man. I don't know about that because it's not like that sort of climate anymore, man. I, like, I don't, like, I don't even know if that sort of thing happens anymore. Like, I, I've always wanted well, to go to America, but, like, the thing is, why would you, why would I need to go now? Because I'd like to go there for a chat or something, but they'd probably be like, oh, hey, man, well, why don't we just jump on a Zoom call or something? I'd yeah. be like, oh, well, <laughs> I was sort of hoping for the, the, the flight tickets and that. And I, I, yeah. I, uh, like Tim talks about it because he's in LA, he talks about all this this bollocks. And I just tell him, mate, like, <laughs> that doesn't mean... I do just tell him, man. I, like, I tell him straight, I say, man, but it's, it's like the end, end of the rainbow sort of chat to me. I don't know what you guys do over in there in LA. Like, I don't know what you do there, man. And he's like, oh, it's just the same as England. And I was like, oh, I don't know that, man. It looks, it looks all 
bit poncy over there. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> where, where, where are you, man? Are you over in America now? Yeah, yeah. I'm actually right now. I'm in California for uh, for work for a work trip. But uh, I live in uh, North Carolina, which is on the East Coast. But uh, my food porn, uh-huh. honestly, is uh, is is Mexican, like authentic Mexican food. And I'm in Cali right now, and boy, the the tacos here are next level. Oh, like yeah. it's it's that's my addiction is good Mexican Ta- food. Taco Bell, Pete. You got no, Taco Bell, yeah? Get out. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, no, yeah. I, man, I don't understand that. You guys have all been to America, man. I ain't even been to a Taco Bell. Oh, oh man, sorry. Taco goodness. Bell's is like, I'm trying to, like, Taco yeah, Bell's. Like the, Mc, the, Mc, it? like the McDonald's, yeah, the McDonald's of tacos. Oh. But, I mean, it, like, Zach, you make it, I mean, you make a brilliant point and you've got a brilliant attitude. Oh, and, yeah. um, I, honestly, you have because it don't fucking matter. None of that shit matters. And I'll tell you what, right? Like, uh, as much as I'm sure you would find it fascinating and stuff, if you actually experienced it in the way that we did, like, with the people that we did, it's difficult, man. It's it's difficult, especially someone as off. What do you mean, like, what do you mean by that, like, in the way well, you did? Well, because I think that it's, it's fucking, it's fake as fuck. Yeah, but does do that you know stuff, what I mean? like, like, what you guys did, because you, what happened, you, you got, like, signed and then you got, chucked out to america sort of thing is that what well i mean we got we got wined and dined by a label and sold dreamed you know what i mean and sort of we're, we're still all we're, over to america to that's right have, yeah yeah that's right that's right yeah absolutely where they had this you know the, the ceo of the record label coming into the control room halfway through the recording the album and turning around and you know saying you guys need to start looking at real estate real real estate you know what i mean like buying houses yeah, you know what I mean? Like, we, we were being fed all that sort of shit. And you got to understand, we were, like, fucking 2021 at that time. Do you know what I mean? Even our first album, when we were getting fed that and doing it, because what, and, and you know, I had so, we had so many rows with Tim over this sort of stuff, because it was just a case of, look, you know, it was a, it was almost like a, a proper attempt to break America from the record label, you know, and from all sort of indirectly, because, it, you know, it was just a path we were led down. But yeah. it was, get you know, you'd be, like, you'd be going on these, three week to a month just radio promo tours where you're not even doing any fucking gigs and you're just going from radio station to radio station two bastard flights a day and you're like look mate we need to be writing here yeah you know yeah, what yeah. i mean but the, but then they're just like look you know you're hot and you, you need you went and it's like tim i love tim and tim's is is brilliant at what he does he's amazing at what he does do you know what i mean and sometimes it can feel like he's your, your worst enemy and the time, the times when he feels like he's your worst enemy, in my experience, are the times when he's actually doing the best thing for you. Tough you know one. what I mean? And, and yeah, yeah, and you're stood, you're stood there losing your shit about summer, and he's and he, he at the time it can be a battle, but he, he's got a way of making you, you know. The point being, anyway, that I mean, it was an amazing experience in that, but at the same time, I think. Especially for someone like yourself, do you know what I mean? Because he's such an authentic guy, and I don't think you fucking, I don't think you'd stand well in the face of being fed bullshit do you know what i mean i mean we're talking this what? sense of, i felt like it's weird because you say your journey like you, you you got the you got the deal and, and and then it like you went to america and all these big guys chatting to you and that and you must you was proper young then so you probably probably like for me i'd that age i'd be like thought i was i thought i was the bee's knees i thought i was really clever but now i thought i was a massive knobhead and an idiot. So like, do you know what I mean? Like, no, but like, I had the same sort of thing on a different scale. So, like, uh, I come to London at 18. I did, I started learning how to try and do everything in my room. Mm. And I just got a job. I just worked in boots for years. I didn't go to university. I just worked in boots for like years. And it was quite sad because I didn't know anyone in London apart from a few of the old ladies that worked in boots. It's quite yeah. sad, really. And, but anyway, 
and eventually after a few years i got a management come to me it was um a management like i can't bother say the name it's not even worth it like to bring people in. but like same level as like what tim is like proper yeah. manager like thing doing big bands come to me i was like fucking hell this is amazing i've made it so i went to the management office i i got the management thing i guess i i've come out i've met my brother and he was working in wh smith at paddington i've got a budweiser and i've stood there and chatted to him in wh smith drinking a budweiser and sending him that we've made it <laughs> and, <I was> like, <laughs> right. and then i thought that so that i've had this and then i had a couple of chats like a couple of drinks in pubs not many not like on your level going to america stuff but i thought it was the bollocks i was like now that's it i'm in with the big guys now but then like nothing really happened and, and they sort of just didn't do anything and and then after a while i just kept emailing and being like look are you going to do anything and because i just treated it like a nine till five i was like look, if they're not going to do any work i'm going to leave like, i don't like but i was sort of a bit enchanted because they put me in studio with a couple of people i really like so i'd be like this is mental yeah. uh, anyway i end up leaving and then we got another manager similar story and it met a couple things but i felt so disenchanted when tim come about management i didn't really i sort of been through the things you have but without any of the reward do you know what mm. i mean so so now when i just tell tim now i'm i've got to the point now where like i've just started talking about it and all the problems which has happened to me over the years i didn't realize that people actually are really quite interested in them and i would have liked to have heard these stories what i've got if i was a band like five six years seven years ago i would have been yeah. like i wish there was a geezer saying this shit now like because there was there didn't seem to be and like the shit i'm saying some people think it's that like, outrageous or something but i'm just i'm just telling the stories what i've done i just be like no, i've had a bad few years like what the fuck like i'm and now i'm sort of so disenchanted by it all when someone comes to me and says oh do you want to chat to this person i'll be like yeah i can do but i'm it's all a load of really a load of bullets and the only people i really care about is the the people that actually care about the music and the band and that i don't do you know yeah. i mean because you can meet up with these label i don't know label people and that but it's still a bit like what do they want from me like do you know what i mean because they're not yeah. doing it for free are they like I yeah don't think. no no, yeah, they're, no they're not doing it for free it's a business yeah, for sure they look at you as a, as, a, as a quantity as an item you know you're they're seeing how the, what, yeah. they, what they can make off you and if they can't and and times have changed from when when the music came out i mean they came out at the time they were pretty much on the back end of that era and they were creating some yeah. really great music and yeah, uh man. and and that was explosive but it was like right after that you know it just became like this empty like there was no more money in the yeah. music industry and yeah, yeah. streaming yeah. But you are yeah, but you a fascinating guys, dude. Like you're you're at a different time. You're experiencing a different, uh, a totally different experience than the music were. But you, but there's so much that's really appealing to what you're doing. Like I find you fascinating. I think for one, I think your music is fantastic. I never even heard of you guys, obviously, until you know Adam turned me on to you guys, and I heard I saw you at a, live at Temple Newsome. I thought your set was fantastic. I started doing some research, and man, I started to think like, wow, this is the stuff that you guys are yeah, doing is yeah, really, man. really good. No. Cheers, man. It's just taking years though, because like if you listen back to the, I put out a few albums over the time from my bedroom, but you can hear on there like some of it sucks because I will. That's basically like a blueprint of how I learned to do it. Yeah, like, yeah. I just put, so if people go, oh, a woman came up to me at a festival, some hippie festival thing we were playing this year, and she was like, oh hey, I love the new album what you did, but I think all the rest of your music shit. And I was like. I, d I was like, well, that's fair play, isn't it? Like, at least you fucking told me. I was like, yeah, fine. Uh, but I was like, but there's got to be one in there that you like, one of the old ones. There's got to be one. So there's anyway. one I can't find anywhere. There's one that you did, yeah. and I'm I'm looking for it. Like, I, I tell Where me, can it? you? Can, so this is this is it right here. I don't think you actually made it a final song, but this is this song here. I play this little thing on loop. Listen. 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, man. That is fantastic. Is that a song it's that up. it's not on? It's not I on. I got the... it ready to come out, man. I just got it mastered. Um, but it's. I think we're gonna have to put it out as like a B side, like just after the tour, because it's a bit different to our normal stuff. So I'll just say, I'll just say, look, it's a it's a bit different, but it's um, I like the tune. I had to look up what Jack jeans were when I when I listened to it. I was like, well, what the heck is a Jack? It's, it's, Jack, it's Jack Jones. Jack it's Jones. Jack That's Jones. <laughs> that was I cool, man. That's your lyrics are for, good. Thank for uh, for Bones. Yeah, yeah. Your lyrics are good. You've got a really cool mix between like, I don't know, punk, but also maybe some indie rock, but just a lot of soul. Soul to me, I know that's why they call you soul bowling or that, but that's, yeah, that's a really, you, you got a good thing going on, man. I, I'm I'm interested. Yeah, yeah thanks, man. Man, uh, Adam, you know, when you was, let me ask you one thing. You know, when you was um, popping with the music, right? When you were playing to that big crowds and you're thinking like oh this is, you're probably thinking this is this is great like do you know what i mean like um, yeah did you have money in your pocket um yeah i suppose so yeah at that time you um, weren't worrying about money at that point you weren't thinking oh, i'm fucking skin like don't really not no de- no de- definitely not i mean that's one thing i will say is that as soon as we um kind of got signed properly to the management label and stuff and as soon it wasn't long after that we got signed to the record deal that no we don't get me wrong we weren't you know we weren't an aunt at, minted by any stretch of the imagination oh, yeah. at all but no i mean to, to to take your point yeah we had i'd say we had money yeah. in our pocket yeah that's interesting because i think that is an interesting thing because think about that from your point of view you're looking out onto i don't know how many like fair people right um mm. and and you're probably thinking this is great got a bit of money and it's all good uh, but like uh, when we played like red in this year and a couple of like other support things you look out and it's like maybe like two two and a half thousand people there sometimes and mm-hmm. and, and, I, and i'm thinking oh this is great but then i'm also thinking like it doesn't correlate in your head that i'm fucking skin like it doesn't work out and and it doesn't make sense like your head can't work that out that'll lead you into like being depressed because it it doesn't make sense for yeah. you to have people come in but yet you still like don't earn any money like it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't make any no, sense it, it doesn't make any sense it doesn't make any sense but i will say that another thing like the, the probably the only reason we came out of it with any money and sort of were able to go through it with money in our pocket as you put it will is because of tim and how tim uh navigated us through it all do you know what i mean and now he basically took all his money off us and we made his like that this is all you're getting live on that and you're like well all right do you know what i mean that's that's fine but yeah i mean it that it does i can see totally i think that the, it's a terrible thing because like pete said earlier i think when we were at our peak so to speak um we there was still a bit well to look at it bluntly there was still more money in it there was still more money in touring there was yeah. more money in, in getting a record deal on a major label and things like that. And there was more money in being able to go out to Japan and, and do tours. And, but I, th- I think that's all. Ch- I mean, I had, a, I had a conversation with Tim where, you know, he was saying, look, the times we had in Japan when you guys were kids and I were a kid and we were, you know, just, you know, going around Japan, having the most mental time, that stuff doesn't happen anymore because, yeah, you know the, the pool has just shrunk so much i mean let's face it the bottom line is i mean you know it's down to fucking streaming isn't it technology Do you know what i mean yeah. it, it, 
it's down to streaming and it's a problem that we've got now and that's what we did with live at temple news i mean it's the same thing that i'll be doing releasing my record on my own record label effectively through my own shop on something like on, on townsend you know what i mean because and then if pe people buy the record direct from you at least you've got a little bit of control about when you you create something and put it out there about what comes back and i think that's what you guys can can do certainly if um, for my sort of blunt analysis of it nowadays like yeah you might not be making your money from you know certain shows like that but i think if you can build because it's all we did especially in this country all we did is we got out there and tim got, you know he got us out there and we played fucking tons of little shows yeah, that we yeah. did some of the best shows we ever fucking played do you know what i mean what was the best show you did small show in the uk like Oh, fucking hell, out of the tons, but like Holodelphy always sticks out to me. That oh, yeah, just people keep going on about us playing there. Is that actually yeah. that's a good spot then? That's a good... Uh, yeah, man. I mean, I, it's we played it in 2002 or something like that, but it was one of the best nights on that tour, yeah? And um, where yeah, else yeah. would I say? Like, um, where else would I say, really? Especially in terms of... Little, oh, yeah, that's not a little venue, Pete um but yeah little venues like you know um well definitely holodelphy and like leicester charlotte but i don't think that even exists anymore i don't think you i don't i think the charlotte closed um yeah, yeah but i mean know. like you know there's, there's loads of those little venues have got so much fucking history and character and like we've we've played these uh, massive tours and done our own big tours you know what i mean huge production and stuff and it's fucking great but it's it's nowhere near the same as it is in those early years when you're you know when you're doing it in a fucking splitter van and your splitter van's parked outside the venue and you're all packed yeah. in there when when the crowd are queuing up to get in and you've got prodigy fucking blasting out and you're nearly rocking the splitter bus over <laughs> yeah 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 that's the sort of stage we're at like um but it's it, yeah it's it's um it's good man we're doing this tour in a couple when is it it starts on saturday right yeah. it's like all the the venues we didn't play on the last one so it's like like the blackpool and the fucking different not the main towns but like, yeah. I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm the sort of person that gets nervous before, like, so I, I think is, any, is anyone going to turn up, sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm, yeah. and I'm always yeah. surprised when they do. But sometimes you do get a weird gig where people are just fucking weird, like. Do you know what I mean? like <laughs> How so? Like, How so? I can't even bother to name the towns, but like, there's fucking creepy places, man. Like, people <laughs> like, I think it peaks at Leeds, man. For us, I, I actually think that it, it, the the country peaks there for life. Like, I, I I've done a. I've done a few gigs, like, and I've at the moment Leeds is the top for me. I don't know what about the top for you guys, but after Leeds, I think it starts to get a bit like Leeds is mad, man. I, I haven't had a bad show in Leeds. I've never had. They they always give it all, and I'm nervous. Yeah, but. oh yeah, man. I mean that, and that's one thing you say as well. The fact that you're doing all the little towns that you wouldn't usually do. That's when you really earn like a legion of fans, because that's exactly what we did. You can do as many of Manchester's and like you know Glasgow, London, and Leicester. But once you start going off the beaten track and doing like unexpected ones, you know you. And it's best when you're putting on fucking top shows like you guys are. The sky's the limit. That because that, that's when you start to forge an army. Do you know what I mean? Which is the kind of thing that it's like the kind of vibe that I get from you guys. And I love your fucking videos as well. Oh, yeah. Like the 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 energy that that's conveyed from your shows in like the the little sort of social media packages you do and stuff like that. The fucking awesome. Yeah. I mean, I just, really. I, I don't know what. Um, I don't know. It's just developed like over last year because we did that tour with Kasabian, right? The other in last October, I think it was. But we weren't like we played the shows, and there was like 
it was like a ton of people there every night. So we were like, oh, this is great. Like we're playing, but I wish we could do it again now. Like, because I feel like I, I could have enabled the crowd to have gone off a bit more. But then we were sort of just like, we were felt sort of lucky to even be on that stage. You know, we'd be mm. like, oh yeah, we're just going to play our bit. We're not going to bother anyone. And we're going to leave. You know, that sort of feeling. We don't want to get yourself. Uh, but now I've realised how we can sort of, like we did one, for example, supporting a band in Manchester last week. And uh, we just take it over, man. Just do like dumb, like just get out in the crowd and and then and then it becomes our show sort of thing. Yeah. So it's a <laughs> bit different when you play like a fucking, like with you guys, Temple Newsom, because it's... um. That's a that's a new ground for us as well, though, because you're playing these big outdoor one. Like it's like it's completely different, isn't it? It's like absolutely, absolutely, but, completely yeah. different. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know what it felt like you when you went on there. Like, did you? Because wait, you did the Glasgow like a day before or something, didn't you? Already. So, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, um, I think under like, to be honest, I were expecting it. Glasgow were fucking insane, oh, absolutely. Yeah. As it, and, you know, and as big as Barrowlands is, when you get that many people in there and they're going nuts, it seems to shrink and feel a hell of a yeah. lot more personal. Yeah, um, it was a love fest too. Uh, everybody was just, everybody was so excited to see them. So it was yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah, and it was kind of similar at Leeds in terms of the amount of energy coming back at us from the crowd and like um, the sound was fucking amazing and the monitors were roaring. But that's one thing that used to be shit. I mean, you know, like usually that. I think that was unique for us because effectively it was kind of our show. So we, you know, like it was, it was amazing, but like you say, it's incredibly different. I would say that was slightly unique for us though, as I say, because it was kind of our show and that crap and we hadn't played for so long. That's it's like 11 years since those people had seen us. So the amount of energy came back, it's kind of over, overrode any kind of, well, I mean, it felt it, it. It didn't feel like an open air gig to me. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I suppose with you guys, it might have been slightly different. Like, from I remember, it'd have been a bit like playing a festival midway through the day. Do you know what I mean? And the sort of yeah. you find yourself in a situation where you'll, it, was, uh, it never used to matter to me because I feel that um, you know Rob used to take a lot of the focus. But from your point of view, I can imagine how in some circumstances you're like, ah, oh, I feel like I've got to work a bit fucking harder here. Do you know what I mean? Just to have an impact. Yeah, sort of. I don't know, man. It's hard to feel it out. I find like sometimes you don't want to overstep the mark because sometimes you 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 can overstep the mark. And I think it's all about reading the reading the room, man. Like, like yeah. if you can't, like I'm not going to go out Temple Newsome and do some of the stuff what we do if we we're playing in Blackpool next weekend because people are I not going to enjoy it, man. Like, you know I mean? like it's just yeah. not. There's just no fucking point. Like, you know what I mean? it's like I'm not there. Yeah. I don't. Want to, I just want people to have a good time. To be honest, like, it's, it's, yeah, man. Sometimes no, I mean, there's only place, certain places you can take it. You just got to do, I find for me, I might be wrong, but I find now like there's different peaks in every gig. So if you've got a support slot in a certain place, you, you might be able to peak it here. And that's that's the only place you're going to be able to get it. It's not going to be like a fucking madness in there. It's just sometimes it's going to be like, everyone, you're just going to do your job and, and do good yeah. vibes and everyone's going to have a good time. Uh, yeah, I mean. absolutely, man. But I mean, I suppose it's life in general, isn't it? Where you get you go into a situation like that and you think, shit, man, like afterwards, you're like, I wish I could have done that differently. Do you know what I mean? I think that's just a fucking extension of life itself. But I mean, do you find that do you find that you guys have done shows where you feel that you're like you've, you're against a hostile crowd? Because yeah. I think yeah. uh, you have, yeah. Well, on the tour last time, like I'll tell you, on the last tour, our own tour, right? So it's our first like proper, proper tour. It was some big one. It's like 20 something dates and we we're going all up and down the country. So I felt a bit like that when we played in fucking Leicester. Like I, we were playing, a, a, it was like a 
it was a sold out spot, maybe like 150 people or something. And we were like, cool, this is going to be great. It's sold out. It's going to must be great. But then when we came on, so imagine this, it's sold out, right? But when we yeah. come on, the people aren't even pushed up to the stage. They're sort of a bit further. And I was like, but this place is sold out. It doesn't make any sense. Like, like where the fuck are Like, And I just had to tell them, like, oh, come on, let's, let's come forward. And I was like, I shouldn't be able to do that if it's sold out. It should just be. Anyway, it confused me. And then everyone sort of felt like they wanted to wanted to like beat me up or something. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, not like that. It just felt like I was like playing like a black flag gig or something. It felt like I was like Henry Rollins or something. I felt like I was, right. uh, I quite enjoyed it in a way, but I yeah. didn't really know, like sometimes you have a tougher crowd where there, there's some big sort of gorilla type geezers in there that are really angry. And they, uh, <laughs> they no, but they, you do sometimes and they're quite, they're much more, scarier and bigger than me and yeah. uh because there was one time i think we were in cardiff i've tried to liven the crowd up because i'm an idiot i've come on and i've i've chucked well we don't have any special effects do we so i've i've chucked a beer at someone didn't you I've throw it at a security it. guard right was that the one? Oh no that was a different gig I, oh. I, I've, sprayed, <laughs> I've sprayed a geezer in cardiff and we've come on because i thought like oh bloody cardiff like let's liven let's liven it up like so i yeah. sort of aimed to chuck a little bit of beer over everyone to move the mood up i don't know what i was trying yeah, to yeah, special yeah, effects yeah. anyway yeah. anyway I've, I've ended up just launching it at one guy like just one <laughs> big guy like and he just and i've got it all over his new tracksuit top or whatever he's got a nice white water and i've just covered him and i've just thought to myself oh fuck like, i'm I, I can expect to get hit now i should i should get hit in like it's it should be I deserve a punch uh, now, a big yeah. one in the head, and I and everyone would probably be happy. But he didn't. He, he gave me a hug, and I was like, oh, "For fuck's sake, thank you." Like, I was like, "Thank <laughs> God." Like, but I was, but like some of the dumb shit what you do. Like, I don't know if you've ever done any dumb shit on your stage, and then you think later, "Oh no, no!" Like, what have I done? I'm, I, you forget that you're like, well, for me, I forget that I'm like a massive pussy, and I don't want any confrontation. <laughs> and, and, and I forget that you know when you're on stage, you think you're a big man, and then you do something wrong, and you're like, "Oh fuck." Now I'm gonna get hit, like. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I, the only shit I ever got, well, I got it by, by a fucking jar of jam, a full glass jar of jam, which sounds oh. funny, but like a full, it was a fucking glass jar. It it meant fucking throat, man. That would really hurt, wouldn't it? Yeah, oh mate, it, it meant fucking throat, and I had my head down playing, and it kind of bounced off my larynx, and I was just like, oh, you bastard! <laughs> I, I'm that? not even. And where was that? Um, it was in some uni university refectory. So obviously it must have been to hand. Do you know, do you know what I mean? But we um, launched a jar of jam at you. <laughs> yeah, man, lots of jar of jam. Uh, but yeah, as you say, like we've had some big dudes get on fucking stage. Like, oh, it's all, and you turn around because we, we used to, I mean, like we used to have like fucking loads of dry ice and smoke machines and that. So suddenly out of the, you know, out of the smoke, this fucking huge dude had just come like fucking, you know, like Stone Rose dancing. <laughs> over to you like proper like, yeah. like the trouble is like you, you you feel so vulnerable at that point don't you because i mean you know we all joke and that and getting it with a jar of jam but if that had hit me in my mouth i'd have probably needed about 10 grand's worth of fucking dental work wouldn't i do you know yeah. what i mean like uh, yeah yeah um and with this one guy that like our first tour uh we were up in edinburgh and this dude like just piled on stage and just jumped on the drum kit and just like landed on phil's lap do you know what I mean? Nearly fucking speared himself through the head. I mean, we 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 had a bit of um. We've never we've never really come into any sort of tough situations when it's come to gigs. Really, they've always been pretty vibey. I mean, like we, there's a couple of times where we because we never used to do encores and like we once did that in France somewhere, and they were well, like, "All right." Do, so, like you said, you know, when you get they'd be saying, "Oh, I'm, like asking you to come back." 
you 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 just uh, withhold on it and say no, I'm not going to do it. Like, do yeah, you effectively. Like bubbling up, going like, oh, they they want me though. I should I should go back. Like, they want yeah, me. well, I mean, it kind of used to be our thing. I mean, honestly, yeah, yeah, like yeah, we built we built up such a following of people with such little gigs that I mean, everyone used to sort of love the fact they could turn to the person next to them who were expecting us to come back on and just be like, the music don't do on calls. You're wasting your time. <laughs> But to be fair, I mean, we did we did do them in Japan because I mean, you know, Japan's a it's such a beautiful place, and you know, everyone's so full of respect for everyone, and um, it, you know, that's the kind of place where when they go, oh, could you please do an encore? You're like, yeah, go on then. You know <laughs> I, mean? I was in Japan because I've heard, I don't know if this is even true. I don't know if like, they don't they don't like um talking between songs or something like that. They don't. That uh, that's absolutely correct. Yeah. What, so they it just goes dead silent. Mate. Dead silent. It goes it it goes dead silent, mate. To the point where if you have a drink, every fucker will hear you swallow it, and it don't matter <laughs> if the room's three thousand capacity. Honestly, they go so dead silent. But then someone will just be like, "I love you, Rob," or something like that. Sort of out of this silence. But yeah, I mean that it that's difficult to get. But the thing is, when you start play when you start playing, they lose their fucking shit. Honestly, what, they like, go, like crazy. They got fucking mental, mate. Honestly, it was one of the biggest <laughs> eye-opening experiences of my life. Sure, all the other lads as well. Like our first trips to Japan, the first time we were like, right, lads, we're going to do a gig in this room tonight, and it's going to fill up with kids, and they're going to go fucking ape shit. And like, you know, what that you that was the first that, time. What did you expect before you played it? Were you like, you didn't know? Like, I had no fucking idea, mate. We had honestly, we had no like the first time we played Fuji, and it was a five thousand capacity tent. Wait, how, and did you, lit- how did you manage to get so many? Why was why do you think the music was so popular in Japan? Like, why, well, why? that's a, that that is a fascinating question, mate, and one I think that I've always kind of put down to an element of timing and that sort of shit. But I think like the the energy of our music and the combination of dance beats and guitar like they yeah, love yeah. like that's just they love that sort of vibe over there and obviously they, they love english music as well and like um you know japanese music fans are always looking out for a new english band to sort of get behind or whatever and i, I think we just captured their imagination and we did a lot of fucking hard work i, I mean yeah. i say hard hard work and it was hard work but on reflection you know incredibly lucky to do what we i mean there's times in my life i've even kind of forgotten about it all but you know, we were incredibly lucky to do the things we did and and to sit there and go, bloody hell, this is hard work. You know, when you go to Japan for three weeks to, you know, talk to loads of people and, you know, we could, we, we, we'd be around the venue and it'd just be like, you could, that's the only place where we'd really get recognized, like everywhere, you know, you'd be out shopping in town and loads of people would recognize you. And it like at 18, 19, like 20, <laughs> like it's just fucking mind blowing, man. Uh, but yes, th- they do. They are absolutely silent in between songs, but then they lose their shit, man. There were people from Japan good, that man. flew to, uh, to Temple Newsom just to see the show. Yeah. Yeah. So, I yeah. remember. Yeah. Some of them messaged me. I think I was, that's why I knew about it. Cause I was, there was like like a lot of the people that have messaged, they'd check us out as well. And I'd be like, yeah, fucking man. hell, there's quite a few Japanese people messaging me at the minute. Like, I was like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, that's why I realized, because I see all the stuff you were tagged in, was like loads of Japanese stuff. I was like, I think I asked Tim, I was like, what, what's this all about? I mean, like, mm. why is this Japanese stuff. But I don't wonder if you any bands get to play there as much anymore. Like, I, like do you know what I mean? Because isn't that like, a, I don't know. I just, I don't hear many, I kick around the scene and, know a fair few bands at the moment for a while and i've not heard yeah. of one of them not one of them go to japan you like, might be you, you 
you might be right because I think that I think you know um, Rob certainly went recently because he obviously um, sings with Kasabian. Yeah. They did yeah. some stuff, but I mean, I think I think I, I presume they did their own shows as well, uh, or whether it was just festivals. They might have just gone over and done Summer Sonic, but um, I mean, it depends if you put Kasabian in that bracket. But I I'm not aware of a lot of um, you know um, English bands or UK bands sort of connecting over there in the same way that was possible I think when we did but I mean you have to take into account how much everything shrunk just how much the entire pool has shrunk like the money the people involved it it just gets smaller and smaller and kind of it forces people outside do you know what I mean but I think that being outside of it in some senses is the best place to be as it as it is now because you know the work the, the work that you guys are putting in as I was saying earlier you know what I mean? Like you're the ones that if you do it like on your own label, I mean, I don't know how you guys do it, but if you do it on your own label or whatever, you'd fucking, do you know what I mean? That's where you fucking make your money instead of giving it to all these yeah. fucking million dollar company yeah. uh, record labels who, 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 who stand in fucking control room and say, oh, you're going to be fucking minted. You like, go on, go into Hollywood Hills and go pick an house. Go on, yeah. go buy Jack Nicholson's house. Honestly, fucking have it. Go on, kick him out now. Tell him you'll be buying it in a week. This is fucking ace. <laughs> You know what I mean? Well, like, did, fucking. Did, did you get a house off the off the back of them when in that time? Did you take their advice and get something? Would you like? Did we know? fuck? No, no. Do you, know, do you know what I mean? Like, fucking hell. <laughs> I mean, we honestly, we were never in that position. And when I said earlier that you know, when you asked if we had money in his pocket, we used to pay. We used to pay ourselves two hundred and fifty pounds a week, I think, and that 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 stayed. That stayed. Um, I mean, we had you know, we took dividends out of a company at the end of the year. But that that started small and gradually got a little bit bigger at times. But nominally, mate, we paid ourselves two hundred and fifty quid a fucking week for a long fucking time, a long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. But what sort of stuff would you even need if you're on tour all the time? Like, fuck all, like, mate. A fucking suitcase with a handle that don't bastard break, and that's it. Do you know what I mean? And, and a whole lot a of couple weed. of contact, a couple of contacts for grass. Yeah, that's it. A little black book with a load <laughs> what, of fucking. What did, on... what did you do when you're in Japan for the weed? Then, like, how did you survive? Well, it, I love that. I You're right, though, man, because I used to I fucking... I can imagine you after a gig thinking, oh, I'd love to have a, a, a smoke now. Yeah. And then you're thinking, oh, fuck it, I'm going to have to settle for like a Asahi Japanese lago. So I don't want to fuck Well, mate, fucking <laughs> hell, I, had a, I am one um, resourceful motherfucker when I need to be me. So I always I had ways most of the time, but the, the number one thing was at Fuji, because basically if you ever play a Fuji festival, if you stay in on the Naiba Ski Resort, which is obviously where the festival is, but uh, for bands, they set up, uh, I probably, probably shouldn't be saying this on a podcast, but there is a room somewhere where you go and you can get whatever you fucking want, basically, and then it's <laughs> Then it's just a case of being bold enough to fucking stick it somewhere. Do you know what I mean? Like the amount of borders I've crossed and just gone there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you get to the side and you're like, yeah, fucking hell, you didn't find that, did you? And a disclaimer, I don't fucking travel anymore, so you're not going to fucking catch me anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> but, but Zach, you being in a different time, and I, I, I hate to say it, like, I, ho- I wish you the best. I hope you make millions, in the, and I hope you become <laughs> super famous. I don't but even I, give up on the money thing now, man. But I, I do find it like uh, almost like endearing to see like you in this struggle because – you're mad talented and you, you got this sound that sounds just as good as anything else I hear on Spotify. So 
you got the talent, you got a great sound and, uh, but it's also really cool to see some, cause it, it kind of makes me think like, wow, this dude has got a regular job. He's not just this ridiculously rich, famous person that's touring in, in the UK like crazy. He really is like trying to figure out the game. But at the same time, when you listen to his music, it's actually really good. So I find that part of it really fascinating, even though I hope, yeah. I wonder what it would be like you, like what, well, how, how would it would change you if you, if it was just given to you and you were like Nirvana money? Man, I would have acted like a massive prick, man. Like, like <laughs> no, I'm surprised. I'm surprised. Like, you, you. I don't know how much. Like, when you think back on what you did, Tim, I don't know how much. Tim Vigan kept us grounded. Tim Vigan stopped us being as much. You know, like I said, we never, we never went to, we never went to stratospheric levels. Uh, we were, you know, for for our age, if you were to look at it like that, you know, it was, we were quite. Uh, Pete, Pete, you're gonna have to edit this to make it sense. You know. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, yeah like great, I said, Tim uh, Tim was the reason that we kept everything on track. Do you know what I mean? Like even in simple senses, like the thing that Tim used to drill into us is like, look, you you know, you don't understand how lucky you are that you know you've hit on you know you've hit you've connected with people, and um, you need to fucking make the most of it and and love it and everything while you fucking can. But like, does I mean that's it's a, as Pete says that's to you. That's an endless thing that guest says to me. Gets said to me. You know, Fuck! I listen to your music, man. I think you must be fucking like minted and that. Yeah. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm you know I was a, well, after the music split up. I fucking guard. I I've worked seven days a week for like fucking. What happened after fu- the music uh, split up, man? What did what did, what were you what was you going through your head like when it, when it's what why did the music split up? Like, in, well, the, I mean, we'd all. <laughs> It's complicated, really, mate. But we'd we'd all effectively had enough. We'd all been beaten by the industry because we our first album came out at a certain point and it it sold loads. It did great. Then the second one came out and it went a little bit smaller. Then the third one did less again, and that kind of was a trend. And then on the third album tour, we were playing to half empty rooms. And then you know halfway through the album cycle of the third album, they effectively said, "Look." We're not going to release any more singles off it. It's not really working. Uh, and by the way, you dropped. But that, you know, that was that was the genius of having great management because the management went, all right. Well, I, I think you'll notice in this contract that it says if you drop them, you own the next year's advance. So you can drop them, but you own X amount of money. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's the beauty of having people put a contract together who know what they're doing. But yeah, we we for, you know for 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 lengthy reasons we were jaded. We split up and. Um, we kind of like we we stopped talking. We I won't say we fell out, but we'd spent so yeah. much time. We'd lived in each other's pockets for like twelve years since we were kids and been all over the world. And we were just tired um, more than anything. And then I kind of went into um, I I didn't know I didn't know what the fuck to do with myself basically. And it was a case of right, well the band's ended, and yeah, I've got like a little bit of money now. But it's not the kind of money that makes any difference in the in the face of fucking time. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? It's like you might look at the number and go, fuck me, that's a big number. And you're like, well, where do you think that's going to be in eight months when there's no money yeah, coming yeah. in to pay the bills? Where do you think that big fucking number? And you know, what if the boiler goes? Fucking five bags or something. Do you know what I mean? Like, how, how long do you think that big number is going to yeah. go? Like, or like, if all my fucking tires go on my car at once, that's a bastard 700 quid or something like that. How long yeah, yeah. Do, you, do you know what I mean? That's yeah. what hit me. That's what hit me in the face when the music finished, because I think you know. And the more I talk to guys like you, do you know what I mean? Like the more I realise sort of how lucky we were in that sense. That like you say, did you have money in your pocket? And I have to. I ain't gonna fucking sit here and pretend like 
I didn't. Do you know what I mean? And say like, no, we were we were really struggling. We fucking want, mate. We, yeah. we were, you know, we 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 were able to to fucking swan around and go to the studio every day and just fucking and make tunes and that. But I, you know, I don't know if an element of that. I, like, well, like I say, I think I think we were lucky in that sense. But it was very difficult for. I, I mean, I can't speak for everyone. I always say on this podcast, I'm only ever speaking for me, but. Yeah, I found it really difficult. I turned my back on music in general. I didn't play guitar for 10, 11 years, literally. Uh, well, I, I thought it was all about, because you were seeing when I see you playing on the videos and that, like, I thought that that was like a, like a sort of hobby of yours. Like, uh, it looks like it's sort of a relaxer type thing. Do you know what I mean? Do like, you get what I mean? What, like, what's I that now? Video, no, I mean, yeah, when I see you do the videos, like every, every time, I always presumed that you were playing because you liked it. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. You've been away for 10 years. You just, because that must have been fucking weird. Like, do you know what I mean? like, it, well, it was. I mean, mate, I, it was like not breathing, not creating. We're like not breathing. And like, whenever whenever anyone used to ask us in interviews, like, what are you going to do after the band? You're like, well, keep yeah. creating. Like, I have to creating is what keeps me alive. Um, to be honest, I was, I was, um, it, it's difficult to say really bluntly, but I took me fucking, I took, I took my bat and ball home, seriously, me. And I grew like, I grew like an iron heart and an iron skin overnight. I literally woke up one day. I was just like, I can't fucking deal with the stress and the pressure of all this. I'm going to have to, someone's going to have to snap somewhere. So I... Yeah. changed i changed what i was basically because i had to because i knew that you know i knew you know as much as i were like right well the band split up and because i still wanted to do it man i still wanted yeah, yeah, to yeah. do it yeah. but i just like and i did do it for ages i wrote like 20 of my own solo things and it was a case of you know like i was being told well you know yeah, music's changed now, and you know, yeah, you'll be ready when music comes back around. And I'm sat there thinking, I've got, I've got a fucking mortgage to pay. I can't sit yeah. there. I can't sit there and bank on that. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I need to, I need to, I need to look at, I need to look at going right. You did, you have been flown to America and you have been to Japan all these times and done all this shit and all that stuff. But if you don't think about something else, you're going to end up going down and signing on. Do you know what I mean? And then. Um, in a situation where you need to stop doing what you love, and I started gardening with um, a lad who's you know since become like my best friend, um, and that that made me feel part of something enough. And I was like, you know, fucking cutting massive edges and making them perfect, and I could stand back and look at someone and go, yeah, man, like I fucking buzz off that, and I th- that saved me massively. And then lockdown happened basically, and um, I had to stop doing that job, and then circumstances the listening party um kind of reconnected me to everything and the the first thing that happened was when the listening party kind of got talked about and then a gig got talked about it was the case of me well we all had to have conversations because we hadn't really spoke for years and you know it was difficult because rob rob very much wanted to do um something different by that point and i think you know being completely blunt mate i found that really hard to swallow because rob you know, the music could always come from mine and Rob's sort of songwriting. And then obviously Phil and Stu just, you know, overall, uh, well, you know, part of the songwriting, I suppose, if you don't want to differentiate it. But in terms of a creative attack, it was always me and Rob. Yeah, when Rob wanted to do something else, I found that really difficult to to take. And it yeah. was, um, you know, it's, it's there's no way of sugarcoating it really. And I think Rob's since kind of, realized and come to the conclusion in his own head and we had a long conversation about how he felt that he went about that 
badly at the time but you know i can't blame him because at that time i was like a savage you know i was i was a difficult person to know i've always been a slightly difficult person to know especially under stress and pressure but as you can imagine having a stratospheric a stratospheric start when you're fucking 18 and getting told all this fucking you know this 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 um pint sky stuff and then to gradually feel that fall away and get to the point where you're 27 and you're like right um you know, like I've I've always done like we fucking fluked it, man. Like, you know, we me, me, Rob, Phil, and Stu, we got together and Tim just found us effectively, just randomly found us. And like, you know, we so in the face of turning around to yourself and going, right, well, you're gonna have to start again now. It it just it, it all blew my mind, basically. And like at that point, I would um and I had uh undiagnosed uh ADHD and bipolar, which got diagnosed after kind of finished with a band, and then I've been on medication ever since, which you know straightened me out in all kinds of different ways and made my life yeah. uh, infinite infinitely more livable. And but yeah, so um man, one thing you said um when you left well when the music disbanded, you said that you woke up one morning changed and you you was you'd had you needed to change because you had you couldn't like you had too much stress and pressure in that that's what you said yeah. yeah you mean stress and pressure of like recording new music and and keeping it afloat sort of thing like keeping it going like, is that is that what you mean like, yeah effectively effectively you mean, like, that, it's like I mean, a never-ending thing you're gonna have to keep creating and keep doing it and keep because otherwise you're is that what you mean like because i sort of know I, I think like you just seems like it's never-ending you just got to keep creating another one like you can't yeah not... yeah yeah we were very much jaded by that rob was very much jaded by that he didn't really want to be a front man and um yeah the the pressure that kind of crushed us was i mean don't get me wrong we i think it's sort of me and and i think rob as well sort of just born to create music so like the the, the pressure it's not necessarily the pressure of creating new music as such um although that we did have that because it was actually quite difficult for us to create music. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? It's not some bands, it's just um, early, early on it was easy for us to create music, but the further along it went, it became difficult due to sort of our, our dynamic to create music yeah. for us. But yeah, I mean, the, the pressure that I'm talking about when I said I had to change was the pressure of the emotions that I was being faced with that I didn't know how to fucking deal with. Like the, yeah. the strength, the strength of my emotions about like, uh, shit, this has been taken away from me, and this is all I know how to do. And like, it, it, you know, um, yeah. it just it just, it just fucking fried my brain. And I had to like my, me referencing developing an iron heart and an iron skin were a bit of a case of I'm gonna go down so fucking far here. And like you said, I mean, and it's got nothing to do with fucking like, do you know what I mean? Like in in, in I suppose it, it has got something to do with money long term because you th you know you've been like. I've been doing this most of my adult life and it's always been just easy and like that side of it's always taking care of itself and then you're in a position where suddenly you, you you know it's like it's like when footballers get fucking turfed out of big posh academies when they're 17 or something when they've been signed at six years old taken right the way through to almost like a first team and then at 17 18 they go yeah fuck off you know it's like what what do them lads do it's a similar thing to that really especially yeah. when you know you're getting to beyond the age of you know um well because you know i was thinking what the fuck am i gonna do? i've got no you know no sort of qualifications that anyone gives a fuck about do you know what i mean it's like i know how to play guitar i know how to fucking make a mad sound man that's what i know how to do yeah man no i got you man do you think if music would have or or something different would have happened if if so, like social media and that was around when you disbanded do you think because then the labels wouldn't have had so much of a of a big sway over it would they because you could have exactly. been like, well, I've got, like i've got like 
hundred thousand fans or something online. I'm exactly. Just put another out. Like, you yeah. think it would have been different then? You would have done something like the band maybe would have or something different would have happened. Like, I'm not I mean? sure. I'm not sure to be honest. I think um I think you're right in a sense, certainly from my point of view, but I think the band dynamic and like Rob's yeah, Rob not- yeah, Rob wanting to do something else. But I think like what you're saying, like I've always been too fucking shy, man, and it's only recently I've grown any social media wings and all that is to the thanks of our fans and this bloke fucking sat next to me where he is yeah. on the screen. Like they're the people who've given me the confidence to even want to tell people shit and think that even people care. Do you know what I mean? Like Yeah, but the, the stuff you're saying, you you probably think that it's like to you. It's not as interesting as you thought it would be to other people. Like, Jack. oh, it's been fascinating going through the past year with this guy on this podcast, and just because re- I reached out to him as uh, on on Twitter when I started seeing some yeah. of his guitar videos, because I was a crazy oh, yeah, fan yeah. for the music. I mean, they're, to me, they're one of the best bands ever. And so, you know, when I re- I never expected him to respond back, but I sent him a message being like, hey, if you ever do podcasting, here's a you know here's a couple of tips or whatever. And we ended up getting on a Zoom and we go through the podcast. But one of the things that always stuck in my mind was. Here's this guy who's ridiculously talented on the guitar, but he's just his in his mind. He's not really a guitar player. He's just a gardener, you know, and, uh, you know, it's like I'm like, I don't think you understand, you know, the impact that you made because I think he forgot like he did make a huge impact of people. Yeah, and I, I talked to a lot of fans in every country in this whole globe uh, that love the music. And but like he he got no exposure to that with no social media and was just like, Oh, there was this thing that was great and now it's gone. And that's like almost like a dream. Now I'm just a gardener. So seeing him transform and realize, wait a minute, I do have a creative part of me that is, you know, actually, you know, you know, improving other people's lives has been, uh, you know, that realization has been a a fascinating journey for sure. Yeah, man. You don't realize it. Like all the stories are, cause they probably seem quite normal to, to you but like no one like you say you guys went to all that mad stuff that's probably like a 0.01 percent chance of that happening. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah yeah exactly and it was you know tim, every week tim would be like oh you're supporting charlatans next month and you're like what the charlatans what the fuck do you know what i mean and it's like right, now, yeah. now you're supporting oasis now you're supporting new order and but yeah eventually mate especially at that age you are at a danger and that's one thing i've said you said it earlier you said it earlier really really well that oh, shit man i'd love to be able to do that again and it's very much the same like if yeah. we if we if i could go back to being that age and doing all these things and and getting to a point where you're like no i don't want to do a fucking enemy tour tell him to fuck off and tim's like look adam you can't tell the enemy to fuck off. And you're like, yeah, you fucking can. Have you seen state of that fucking photograph they put of me? Do you know what I mean? They pick, they pick the worst bastard <laughs> photograph on purpose. I ain't fucking doing that at all. But do you know what I mean? Like that, that's that shit. That's bullshit, man. That's when you've forgotten yourself. And like, there's, I, I think you know, me and Rob did an episode of this podcast where we both kind of. I think admitted, like you say yourself, you're like, well, I'd become a fucking prick if I were in that situation. It's like, I think there was an element of that with us. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't disappear too far, but like yeah. you say, I, I know I keep saying, like you say, but when there's so many people going, you guys are the fucking tits. Honestly, you guys are fucking, you are one of the best guitarists you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then yeah. us, us, us lads turn around and just go, yeah, we are stealing a living here. This is <laughs> this is a fucking easiest thing we've ever had to honestly. We 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 set the instruments up and ten minutes later, when we're messing about, these guys are going nuts and we're not even fucking doing it. We're tuning up and these guys are like, oh my god. You know what I mean? Like honestly, yeah, after, man. 
after six yeah. months of that, you're like, fucking hell, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm getting, I can do what the fuck I want here. But... Uh, <laughs> that's what it's, 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 I get it on like a, a lot lower level than that, but like, like even when someone says like, oh man, you, you made the, how did you make that? Like that, that's mental what you made that tune. Like, I'm just thinking like, but how did you, how did you make that one? And I'm yeah. like, oh, I just uh, sat in my boxers, put my laptop <laughs> on, I plugged my guitar in and I, and I, and I, and I, and, I, and that was it. And, and I got a few coffees and came back and forth and went for a load of piss, load of pisses <laughs> and that. And then, then I went and watched TV. <laughs> I mean, like, it's, it's, like, 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 like something like, sometimes you'll probably know this, man, that you must, you would have had this. It's a mad thing. <clears throat> so people, you, you, I, I'm always trying to work out like what makes a good tune or like a record. Like I'm always thinking like, because you, you know when you get a good record in the studio and you listen back and you're like, yeah, that was fucking great. I really enjoyed that. And I like, I like the record. But but then you never work out why. Like, you go, yeah, it's not it's not a recipe for the next one. Yeah, because you go like, oh, I've made a good record there. I'll do exactly the same thing on the next one, and and we'll do it again, and it will never work. And then it's just like, and then it really confuses you, and like, and it and 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 then and then you even for me, I even surprise myself sometimes. I'll be in my boxes, I'll be recording, so thinking, oh, that's fucking. I'll be going around dancing around and thinking, that's fucking amazing. I really like that. And then and then if someone asks me how I made it, I'll be like. Well, I don't know. I'm asking myself the same question, mate. Like, I don't fucking know, bro. Like, yeah. just a bit of noodling, and I and I found something all right. Like, do you know what yeah. I, mean? I don't know. Like, Absolutely, I can. I I identify with that fucking massively, mate. I do it on every one of my songs, and like, yeah. you know, even if I, even if I do say so myself, like the shit yeah. I'm writing is getting better all the fucking time, and like, yeah. I can listen. I I can listen back. To, I listen back to my stuff in fear. Because I listen back to it thinking that is so fucking that is so fucking good, right? There is no way I can, I can do that again. Do you know what I mean? You just like there's no way. I can yeah, do it yeah. Because you think I can't top that one. I yeah. Well, I mean, one. it's not. But but also, like you say, you. I mean, it's. I mean, it, you can't you can't quantify the work that you've done. Do you know what I mean? You just go on like a little mad journey, and then you're like, oh my god, I've got this lyric that actually. It, it, it says somewhere and you, you know when you found a great lyric because it, it fucking punches you when you're writing it do you know yeah, what I mean yeah, like yeah. for what even, even if it's political or about love or yeah, whatever anything, it is yeah. if it's got something real to it fucking punches you and yeah. I mean I think what you're talking music is fucking primal man and it always will be and that thing that you're talking about where you stood in front of the speakers and you're like this shit is fucking banging it's just where it's connecting with you in whatever way at that primal level like yeah. full of emotion do you know what i mean that's that you know it's like when a tune fucking works and lyrics good fucking rhythm's good or like you know it can be it can be whatever but there's definitely um uh it, and it's almost like imposter syndrome you're like fucking hell how the fuck did i do like my best mate like someone to, i'll send <laughs> yeah, yeah. i'll send him stuff and he'll be like fuck off mate how the fuck have you done that yeah <laughs> What do you mean, man? I just fucking, you know, I spent half a day fucking with a pen and pad and my guitar and I came up with that, man. He's like, oh, get fucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You need but a the same time around you, though, man. You need some people like that to tell you your shit half the time. Anyway. Exactly. But for me, and I'm sure you look at it the same, really, it's a sense of, you know, I look up to, I go up to some lads and go, how the fuck have you built that wall so straight, man? That is sick as fuck. Or like, how, how are you tuning that engine? I don't, I wouldn't even know where to fucking, I'd, what the fuck are you doing? Like, that's all we do. Oh, yeah. it's, it, it's just another version of that. When you've got some guy with a chainsaw, like just randomly fucking 
like stabbing a bit of wood and then you look back an hour later and it's fucking Taj Mahal out of fucking wood. Yeah, You're like, yeah. how the fuck did you do that? But he stood there just going, it's instinct, mate. Yeah. It's hand-eye yeah. co- hand coordination. Uh, when it comes to music, it's more like heart fucking brain coordination in it where you can manage yeah, to channel... Yeah channel something out of your heart into your brain and then like you know into a fucking song like that's i mean that's what well, it's about for me plus ten thousand hours you got to have that ten thousand hours to you know that's <laughs> the saying you know ten thousand hours gives you that like where you become the master of your trade wait, and- wait say that ten thousand hours i heard that thing before like they said ten thousand hours how yeah, long like- is that like, how many years is that like- well, I don't have a calculator, but the, the, the well, saying is: eight, if you did eight hours a day, how many? How many years? Let me work it out. Let me, I'll ask yeah, you. I'll ask this please, thing. Please work out. Hey Siri, how many days is ten thousand hours? Ten thousand hours is four hundred sixteen point six seven days. Fucking yeah. hours, like a year, year and a half. I don't think that's a good rule, man. Because I, I heard that one time. Right? I heard it. Uh, when I was about five years into doing what I do and no one goes a flying fuck. And I thought to myself, myself, you know what? I should probably give up. Like, like, and then I bet like the 10,000 hour thing is all right. Well, but it it ain't always right. Like, well, the number's not right, but the idea behind it is like, the idea is like, I like the way guitars sound and I have really great ideas, but you don't want to listen to what I play on guitar. <laughs> this guy sits in his room and like wakes up and plays guitar and then goes to have a cigarette and, and have a, a McDonald's cheeseburger and then comes back and plays again. <laughs> and he does that yeah, a lot. And he's, so he's, he is like truly, you know, mastered the art. He, he does these live streams every Friday or Saturday. And uh, it's a really cool thing where pe- people that are on his patron get to like watch him create and he barely talks. Like he'll talk before and after, but it, the 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 juice of it is he'll sit there and just start playing on the guitar and coming up with things. And a lot of his patrons are also guitar players. And you watch the chat and you're like, How, I can't come up with that. How is he coming up with this right now? And it's all just off, the, you know, at the top of his head. And then he'll yeah. like, you'll see him stop and he'll work on something, you know, like a you're watching someone at their craft like chisel away at something. And then by the end of it, you're like, holy cow, that that's actually you're onto something. And then yeah, yeah, yeah and that's no, it's really cool to see saying, that. Man. It was like a thing, right? When I was younger, about 16, I was there was this geezer what I used to play with. He was playing on guitar, right? And he was proper good at it, right? But he never used to practice or nothing. Like, he was just really fucking good at it. Like, so I bought a guitar for like 80 quid and it was, he said he would teach me how to do it. So I like, I spent like fucking eight hours a day practicing this fucking thing. And I, as much as hours as I put into that fucking thing, I could never play it better than that fucker, man. Like, because there was something weird going on, like that I learned. You can some guys have just got some weird thing where they're really good at something, and yeah. as many hours as you try, you're never gonna beat that. So, I, yeah. but then, yeah. but then you then you put it into a different thing. The guy in question found it really hard to to actually write songs. He was a sick mm-hmm. jammer, like he'd he'd shred you out. But like when it came to actually writing songs. I found it quite fun and easy. Like I, I just found it quite easy. But when it comes to the stuff, probably like what, what stuff like you're doing on guitar, I've always feared like guitar a little bit because when it comes to like, improvising, I my head doesn't really work with that. I'm like, what infinite possibilities? I was like, well, it can't work. <laughs> like, I can't work, anymore. Like, I was like, what infinite possibilities? And and I had to go. I was trying to go through these scales when I was younger. I learned like every fucking scale ever to try and like make sure it was all right for me to understand it. But I was like, you know what? I fucking hate doing this, man. Like, I, I did it for years. Like in London, every Sunday I go for all these scales, and I was like, what am I doing? Like, it's like fucking, it's not for me. Even now, I just, I like to play stuff like a solo on guitar. But um, my mine are more melodic, so I like there'll be like set solos. 
Like there won't be. I, I'm not not your noodler. I can't. I, I, no I, man. I, no. I, I, that's, I mean, I, I, I know exactly what you're saying, and I'm like, I'm not that guy either. I mean, you know, I suppose someone like Pete might say I'm sort of naturally talented, and I've only ever played. I play to chase riffs. I'm I'm not that guy sat sat there. Um, sort of religiously doing scale. It's fucking worth fuck all, all that shit. Who do you want to be? Fucking Joe Satriani or something like that. Do you know what I mean? And you're never oh, going to outplay man. him. So you're never going to be able to get his money. Do you know, if you think about things like that, but no man, like, like you've got something to fucking say. And like, I mean, I'd write instrumental music for guitar, but I write full songs as well. Vocals and lyrics and everything. You like, to do, man? Do you prefer to, to, to play guitar or, or actually just write in, Writing prefer, it's it's two totally different things for me and like full songwriting is something that i've semi sort of only semi recently fully like discovered and embraced like i first like i i was never i was always frightened to sing in so that's why a lot of my music is instrumental because um well and because i fucking love making instrumental music as well but i find the two things very different but um like i suppose instrumental music i find easier just because i've got like when you say so many, too many possibilities, my, I think m one of my skills is zooming straight in on the possibility and you'll do yeah. the same, but you'll do it with a lyric or like a, a little chord sequence where yeah, it suddenly yeah. stops and you fucking say something. And like, you know, like the way of what you're saying that comes from your experience will connect with people much more than if you can fucking play faster than some twat on a guitar or if you know every fucking scale yeah. there is to know that shit is worth fuck all right and i tell you what people who get lost in that shit are just filling in for the fact they've got no fucking talent do you yeah. know what i mean i don't mean to be cruel i don't mean and don't get me wrong there is an element of you know doing scales does keep you nimble and that but you do you, you don't need if if you're sat there thinking right i want to be in a band i need to fucking go be a, a maestro virtuoso i means to fuck off look at the clash man do you know what i mean or look like a band like the libertines do you know what i mean whatever you think about the libertines it's, i don't think any of the libertines are particularly professed to be fucking masters of the musicians yeah well they are masters of tapping in to a culture and tapping in to to being able to say shit that people want to hear at that point in time and i think yeah. that Rob um, from from the music, Rob did that um, with especially with our first album. Even though it were very simple lyrics, you know, just like the people change the way you live yeah. now over a banging fucking house track with a massive yeah, guitar yeah. on it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Wait, man, was you into like that? Um, all the you must have been into like a lot of dance music in that back then, then. Like, or, or were you not? Well, I, I mean, I was. That's one of the interesting things about our conception as a band is that I wasn't particularly. That was something that when I started playing guitar, I was very set in like smashing pumpkins and fucking guitar music and shit and like dance music. It were like fuck off, dance music. But yeah, yeah, yeah. like like getting together with Phil and especially Phil, like, he brought the big dance element. And you know, as soon as I heard Leftism for the first time as a record, he just like fucking hell, who the fuck is bothered about like what the instrument? You know, some people will be like, no, there is not a guitar on that. Therefore. Or it's shite. Do you know what I mean? It's for it's not fucking like that. Big, joining the band was massively eye-opening for me. Um, you know, because previously to that, I could have probably been leveled as being slightly narrow-minded about music, but there's no doubt that meeting them three lads and experiencing what they like just opened me up massively. And you know, like I don't have a I don't have a taste in music. I like hope that's fucking good. Do you know what I mean? From fucking jazz through to fucking heavy metal through to you know John Denver, whatever the fuck you want. As long as the person singing it or playing it, you can tell they fucking mean it. Do you know what I mean? And it's not just yeah. some fucking yeah. shit. 
Yeah, that, that man, that's what's happened to me over the years. I used to be into, well, I'm into a lot of music, but I used to be like proper into anything I heard that I liked. But then as I got more and more into this music world thing, I'd start to meet some people who were in these bands, what I like, and some of them were complete cocks. And I thought like, sort of ruined the tune sometimes for me. I'd be like, oh, I don't want to listen to that anymore because that guy's a prick. Like, I mean, yeah. I, that's sad. That's quite sad. It, the further you get into it, the more things get destroyed for you. Like, Absolutely, you know? mate. Absolutely. That's a, that's be- that's a beautiful way yeah. of putting it. The, the yeah. further you get into it, the more of the magic is destroyed. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That, it's, I, like I mean, that got happened, a it's like you got a curtain behind backstage and you think yeah. there's something great behind it. When you actually go back there, there's fuck all. Like, there's, yeah. there's literally like a few pieces maybe smoking a joint and fuck all. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. Doing nothing, like doing nothing and sitting around bored and just moaning. <laughs> Absolutely, mate. Yeah. No, I was just, I was just going to say, yeah, the uh, the further you get into it, the more the mag- magic wears off, you know, the first time you get on tour buses and all that shit. But yeah, in terms of like meeting people that spoil your appreciation of the, your, the music, but like, I used to be a big James fan, man. Like, and I yeah, met yeah. Tim, I met Tim Booth one day and like, that was fucking the weirdest. I literally held out my hand. I'm like, oh, I am Adam from the music. Yeah. And I held out my hand and he literally turned away and went, oh, great. And <laughs> do you know what I mean? I, like, honestly, I, I think I might have been in his dressing room with a, like a massive fucking joint at the time. So maybe it was just a little bit like, oh, man, this guy's smoking a big fucking spliff in here. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> at that point, I was like, I don't give a fuck, man. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, but what did it did it ruin it for you then a little bit? Like? Uh, uh, yeah, well, I've, I've I've not listened to James with the same gusto since, shall we say? <laughs> yeah, but it's it, but like, yeah, it's mad, isn't it? Like you didn't, you you'd never think that that would happen. You'd always just think that these people would be that proper sound. They'd be like, yeah, oh, everyone's yeah. in it for the same fucking game, aren't they, man? Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, apart from when you're fucking young and maybe you're at school and there's a couple of other bands and you're like, oh, fuck off. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. it gets to it gets to a point where, and you'll probably find this uh, the more more like it's a family and like you go to these festivals and I know a year feels like a long time to watch children a year in mean, a fucking long time. Is it? So, you know, you do fucking Leeds and Reading and next year you do Leeds and Reading, but obviously in between there's been loads of other shit where you've seen all the same faces. So it just in the fucking environment start being a clever dick. Do you know what I mean? Cause it's, it's kind of like an incestuous business really, you know, Jeez, like man. everyone knows everyone in it, especially yeah. the, Especially all the management type people, like uh, absolutely. Because I, I see it at the music gig actually, like backstage. Because Tim was talking to all people and that, and I met a geezer what used to be our booking agent years ago when I didn't really, I didn't really have my hand on the pulse, and I didn't really understand what it was. Uh, another manager got it sorted out, and yeah. But anyway, he, he didn't come back to us when I asked him to, like, years later. I was like, oh, do you want to... And he wouldn't reply in there. But Tim introduced me to this guy. Oh, this guy, we met him. I said, no. He didn't reply to me. I don't fucking... I like you, you're ch- Everyone, like, chumming each other out back there. Like, <laughs> no, it probably was less than I thought. But, like, when I guess I'm looking out and I'm, like, thinking, like, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know if, like, I like that or not. I just... I, I thought it was cool. I was like, cool, I'm on the... I'm on the inner ring now. I'm in the inside now. I'm in the inner circle. But then at the same time, I was like, but one wrong move and you ain't never coming back in, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you, know I mean? like, you ain't never coming to the... But I told Tim this. I said, man, it's all backhanders and you like bumming people backstage and chatting to them and that. <laughs> and he was like, oh, no, it's not. There's no... Uh, there's None of that goes on. It's not like an inner circle thing. And I was like, yeah, it is. It is. And, and then he says, not. And then he said, oh, if I was working on a building site, I'd know all the builders, wouldn't I? 
And I was like, well, maybe you're right. Yeah, you know, no, that he's right. He's right. And Timmy's very much like that. Do you know what I mean? He's um <laughs> no, no, I mean I don't mean in that sense. I just mean like everyone knows everyone and Tim's worked in the industry for years. So yeah, it, it probably Jeff Meal that he introduced you to. And if you saw us, you know, meet up with Jeff, it's the same fucking thing. Everyone's, you know, we've It was, I yeah, don't know. yeah. But it was he was all right, but then I just realized it was like it was a I don't know what the exact reason was, but I guess the reason he won't come in bag is because he was mates with the old manager that used to do us so it would be like a mug off but then that's just like a friend's friends thing isn't it it's like it sort of breeds itself do you know not yeah. that guy i'm just saying i guess that's sort of a bit how it works isn't it like, do you know what I mean? like, well i yeah it certainly it certainly is i imagine yeah you scratch my back i'll scratch yours the entire industry works like that definitely um because yeah. because yeah. the reason we're on the music gig in the first place was because of tim like we didn't just get that opportunity out of nowhere. Like I didn't just like I used to think bands used to just it used to just come out of nowhere, and it would be like a magical thing. And it's not always like that. It's just it's like who you're involved with, isn't it? Most of the yeah, time. man. Yeah, yeah. And you got to be good. You got to be good, man. Definitely. But yeah, yeah, there's a certain there's a certain element of that. But you know, but you guys. I used, to, you... I used to just think, man, that Reading and Leeds, like a few years back, when I was like running around Camden acting like a prick I used to think that the more pissed I got or whatever more fucking noise I made in Camden one day Red and Laniz was just going to bell my phone up and be yeah, like do that's you want how to it stop? works do you want to stop <laughs> because we've heard about you and you're really doing something down there in Camden I actually genuinely believed I was going to get a call like how the fuck would I know like no that's why I'm doing these chats online and stuff like my rants because people are out there like me who just think they're going to get a call like yeah, they, yeah. they don't understand that you need a fucking booking agent like there's no clear set path like you can google it what do i do in music oh like, it won't make any fucking sense though like it just it's like no. you need to get a fucking you need to get a cv ready and i was like man i'm not applying for fucking co-op am i we never had to bother with any of that that's you know that's one thing we we literally never had to bother with because tim just fucking sorted it all out but the amount of people who were just like all oh, right they just assumed that we fucking turned up at Temple Museum and started directed the fucking stage and that we, you know, like that we fucking sat in a <laughs> sat in a factory printing the bastard t-shirts, going, come on, let's use the fucking cheapest shirt possible. Fuck them. Come on. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and that we're fuck we're fucking, you know, making the burgers backstage and you know, like yeah. like you say, there's fucking there's massive like mechanisms that operate to make these things move do you know what i mean booking agents and, and fucking travel you know we had travel agents and all sorts of fucking shit you yeah. have when you know and you get you get looked after and like you know when you're in a band like that it's about like the it's about surrounding the band in cotton wool that's what the management and the tour management have got to do but it's like you say it's a different age man and you're like doing you're like fucking boots on the ground doing it you're no middleman do you know what i mean but that's what i think so fucking cool and that's what yeah. i think people connect with is that you are an authentic guy and that you don't need to hide behind any amount of um you know record industry polish to capture people's imaginations which you're clearly doing do you know what i mean which man, you're clearly doing. Quite, you've probably seen it i don't like this new social media thing i think it's quite um it's quite it's not it's not it's not um not healthy like mm -hmm. the stuff i'm doing now even like when i do the the ranting it's still like a shift for me like i'm not that sort of person that likes to do that stuff i don't like all that dancing around on tiktok and stuff and it's really over the last year or two confused the hell out of me because i've been trying to work out a way which i could get on there where i'm sort of in my comfort zone enough to not look like a massive cunt like yeah. because you and me there's both. a lot of people no but there's a lot of people doing these dances and not just dances they they go on the camera in like a 
I've done it before, man. It's quite hard to, to I'm going to say I nail it now, but it's quite hard to do it in a way which is genuine because you're trying to attract attention. And most people, most of the time in your daily life, you, I find myself, I'm quite dull. So it's like, it's yeah. quite hard to get the bit of the balance because you can't be like, I don't want to wave my hands around like a cock and like just trying to attract attention because people I, do do that, man. And yeah. and I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to be that man. Like, no, I'll get, I think, get attention I, if I did them pranks and I started pouring custard on someone in the street and put it on the internet or something but then it's not really nah that's not the right move honestly I, to yeah. me i think the the area that you're slicing through the rest mm. of the folks is the fact that you're genuinely uh curious about the music business uh and you're trying to make it and but your questions are authentic so it, there's know. no shtick involved it's like real yeah. and that's every time you do one i'm like so excited to watch it because i'm <laughs> like this dude's got you know it's not like you have the, all the answers you just have a lot of good nah, questions nah, you know and you're, and you're, you're encouraging good conversation Man, no, you've, just... you, you've, you've worked out the best way to use it. And as you said, mate, when I first started doing this two years ago and I started to Twitter to join the listening party and I started getting all these messages and people were asking me questions. And I thought, I'm going to make a YouTube video. And then my first thought was, well, everyone will think I'm a wanker if I make a YouTube video, won't they? Like, yeah, they'll, yeah, think yeah. That, they'll think I'm they'll think I'm some attention-seeking wanker. Yeah, so like yeah, half yeah. of my fucking early videos on YouTube is basically just me going, look, I, I, I are an attention seeking wanker. Yeah, I'm doing yeah, yeah. this because I've literally got so many questions that I, I can't, there's not enough characters on Twitter to reply enough. So I yeah, thought I'd just yeah. fucking make this video and you can all watch it. But like, I, I struggled massively with imagining everyone would have sat there going, Look at Nutter, he's a fucking right. Yeah, like he's a, he's a, <laughs> you do get the backlash. Though. I don't know. The more, if you expose yourself like that online, you, I don't know if you get it. I certainly do. As soon as you expose your thoughts and feelings online, people will 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 uh, pick at you. Yeah, if you if you if you expose a crack, people will fucking fill it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, if you like, you say like, they will call you a wanker or whatever, and say oh, that sucks. Or but then you got a bit of thick skin to, or just not read the comments in it. Like, <laughs> well, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know about yourself, but I mean, I'm very much like that. Um, I mean, I don't know, like. I love your videos because they're authentic as fuck. And to be honest, like a lot of the stuff that I put, I mean, I'm authentic on this podcast and I'm in my YouTube videos, but you know, in terms of the stuff that I'm putting, well, I'm always authentic, but I might be a bit restrained. Um, I think as soon as you really, I think as soon as you really start expressing yourself when it's, uh, it just gives people like you say, it just gives people a fucking, uh, um, something to beat you with, doesn't it? Do you know what I mean? Because I'm you not know, always you... right there either. Like, no, no, and no one is, and no one is. But I'm most of the stuff I'm saying is just hot takes, stuff I moan about. And yeah. I'm not always right, but like I've even had the other day, I've had fucking Rob coming through on the DMs, messaging me on Instagram, oh, saying I'm not right about it. <laughs> and I just say like, it's like he just saying, I giving advice about, like from his point of view about something like, Right. Saying I think that I need to uh, find some sort of peace or something because I'm quite angry. But like the thing is, like, but it's good that um, people send stuff like that. But like when people just get angry and say I need to change my shirt or something, I just oh, like, but I mean yeah, that's just, that's up. just not even that's just personally just picking at me, like because because yeah. they think I'm funny and I'm an idiot. Like, don't mean well. I mean like mate, the enemy yeah. called me a trog faced wanker. Do you know what I mean? And, <laughs> what? Well, in the uh, paper for fuck's in the sake. fucking in the fucking article, mate. You know I, I, this 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 was before. It? Have you got it in your ass? Have you got a copy? Yeah, mate. Yeah, I've got a fucking copy oh, of that. I'm yeah, trying. fucking <laughs> trog faced wanker. Honestly, do you know what I mean? But and that was the day before <laughs> Instagram. Exactly. Like, what the fuck has I got to do with my music? You dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like, honestly. I really insulted you. Like, what, what's the point of that? That's just like being like, <laughs> the fucking hell. Yeah, man. So, I mean, you, you know, like you say, as soon as you put yourself out there in the, in the public like that, you, you're going to get stuff. But, you know, I, I, I can't, I imagine that shit bounces off you. And it, if it doesn't, it fucking should bounce off you. I mean, no one likes, no one likes to hear negativity. But, you know, when you get out there and you express yourself, I mean, I do have to say, I don't, I don't think, and this is something that surprised me about my um, sort of yeah. in going into social media. I haven't yeah. had any negativity. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah. But I, te- I tend to, I tend to try and st- I mean, there's people who fuck you off all the time. Do you know what I mean? And say stupid shit. And it's just about sort of just going, well, do you know what I mean? They don't know, or they don't know all the facts, or you can't just assume that everyone thinks like you do, or is able to put shit together. But at the yeah. end of the day, you do, you do just have twats as well. And that's just life though. And it do, man, what, what do you think about that? Um, do you see that Ian Brown thing? What he did, like the the fucking karaoke. I thing? thought he sounded amazing, man. That was did so <laughs> kidding. That was horrible. Wait, no, was, I mean, but I, I mean, I, I, think like, he sounded I horrible. But yeah, I, I saw it on there. I did see it on YouTube, and I it sounded well. It didn't sound like a real band. But like the thing is, I put I put on Twitter oh, like yesterday. Oh yeah, like hot take. I was like, it's cool. I I think it's solid what he's doing. I think it's cool that he's sort of trying to push it forward like in his own way he's sort of trying to try something new i don't like regardless if it's good or not and then i just got fucking you got slayed. i'm sure you got but slayed like, but, like, but, like, but like people i didn't realize how how passionately people felt about this topic man. oh man like, man that, that ian brown's a god do you know what i mean i think there's 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 quite there's, i mean there are there's quite a few cultural icons so to speak that i think if you even lean on even slightly some people will be like oh hang on you're shitting on my history there young man you know that man was a god to me and it's like well now is do you know what i mean like I, honestly um you know i'd love stone roses i ain't got a bad word to say about him in any sense but yeah. I, 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 i'm not sure what the I'm not really sure what's going on. Other than like, I mean, touring, as you know, mate, touring is fucking expensive shit. Yeah, I can understand why he did it from that point of view. Because I thought like, oh, in some ways, that's actually quite clever if if he's doing that to save some money. Like, but then in in the other sense, I can understand why people are pissed off if he hasn't told people what they're buying tickets for. That's true. That's that's the point. If he said this is an Ian Brown uh, singing along to songs set, they can't be pissed off. They can't. You can't. That's true. It's a bait and switch. Otherwise, isn't yeah. it? If you know, I can understand. I can understand that. Um, I have seen some comments of people saying, "Oh, he was fucking brilliant." I mean, you know, like, uh, and again, no disrespect to Ian Brown at all, but he's not always been like the the greatest singer in terms of his pitching ability, has he? Do you know what I mean? So I don't think that. Yeah, but if you're going for the pitching ability of Ian Brown, you probably shouldn't be going. Like, <laughs> That's <laughs> very. That... <laughs> like, why are these people bringing? They're pulling this out of the bag. Like, I see comments being like. Oh, but it was out of tune, and I was like, "But you've known this for fucking years, like, like, you know what I mean? like he's not a singer. He's just he's Ian Brown. Like, you're not going for the singing, are you? Mate? Like, you know, that's hilarious. I'm taking that out of the bag. Like, oh, well, singing's not very good. I was like, yeah, fuck it out. Of course not. Like, I, I, like it's, it's just going to be like a a rock singer, isn't it? It's just it's going to be all right. Like, yeah, man. Good. It's kind of like mean, the vines, know. though. The vines when they toured, because the vines yeah. are amazing produced. But then you know, Adam shared that there was there was a lot of times if if uh, Craig wasn't in the mood, he would just like not really sing the songs with any authenticity. He would just be like almost like uh, well, slagging off. Yeah, he'd take the piss. Honestly, I mean, but guys, they were they were some of the they were some of the shows that. 
Yeah, they were some of the short. Yeah, we talked tall with the vines. We did two big tours with them when we played in Australia as well. But like, yeah, they yeah. were some of the shows that people remember the most, where Craig literally sung about three lines of the entire set, and the rest of the time he'd just be fucking stood there smashing someone up or just wandering <laughs> over and turning Patrick's bass amp over. Or, I mean, I mean, like, I mean, when you look at it now, um, obviously with the context of Craig's condition <laughs> and stuff like that, it's a little bit like fucking hell. I mean. People are just like lining up to see this guy lose his shit. Do you know what I mean? But whether whether people would be like, well, Craig knew that though. Do you know what I mean? Or you know, like you, you, was you that, diff- I didn't know. I just all I knew to know about Vines had some good tunes and that like this, we used to watch him like want to see the singer smash something up like that. Like, <laughs> like, no, but that's <laughs> that- like what we used to think. Like, oh, we think it was cool. Like, yeah, exactly. Rock, like, Exactly. But I didn't know what is, he's. He's. I thought it was an act sort of thing. Like, I thought it was like a, a bit of an act. Well, that but, I, I mean, I, the, uh, well, no, it's, I mean, he's uh, sort of Asperger's, um, and you know, he, he finds lots of. Well, I say finds. I, I haven't spoke to Craig for a long time, but he, you know, it's not a condition where you can find a lot of life difficult and confusing. Yet some shit just makes perfect sense, like playing guitar. But you know, just a sort of character where you put him in a situation where he wasn't particularly comfortable with and didn't necessarily know maybe the best way to act. I don't know really, but anyway, the point being that you know they were some of the fucking most memorable shows that people, and like you say it it depends what band you're going to see if you're if you're off to see fucking genesis you 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 probably you you probably are bothered about everyone singing the right lines and the drums fucking sounding amazing or do you know what i mean whereas yeah, if you're yeah, going yeah. to see if you if you're going to see you know a, a band like the vines as you say or ian brown you know, you you got to go and expect what you're going to expect, aren't you, really? Well, yeah, if I was in the UK this week, man, I would be coming to see your show for sure. Yeah, I mean, no, you got two weeks in a row uh, you're going to be touring, huh? Doing the whole yeah, London tour? The lo- Is it called the London tour, by the way, because of your, uh, one of your EP yeah, songs? Yeah, it is, it is, it is. But I, I don't, in some ways, I wish it wasn't cool. You know when you bring the fucking tunes out, and then they're, but they're, they were made fucking fair while ago, so like when you actually bring them out, I'm like, oh, for fuck, like, like that tune you just played me there, like, yeah. I was actually a week or two ago. I was really excited about that, but like, but then by the time that actually comes out, I, I won't want to know about it. Do you, know uh, I mean? yeah. not, do you ever get it's not healthy, is it? Because when you bring something out, you've got another one that you're listening yeah. to in your car, which is which you think's yeah. better. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? well, uh, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. It, yeah, you can get like a backlog where you're like, I need to move on from this, and then like, I suddenly it's everything I need to be talking about. Um, yeah, it's definitely. Um, something that you, you you come across them and the more and more you make shit as well do you know what i mean i suppose it yeah, depends how, how how fast but yeah it's um point now man where i'm like i used to worry about making stuff like oh, i've got to create something but now i'm like i find myself a fucking addicted to it i yeah. I, I i i used to have this thing where i'd force myself because a lot of people for example like the guy in my band the drummer he does his own stuff as well, a bit of guitar and recording he was like well how do you keep making the tunes like don't you you have to force yourself every morning sort of to do it. And I was like, well, I used to when I was trying to get involved with it, but now I've done it so many times that if I don't do it, I'm going to become a bit depressed. Like, yeah. not do that. Do you know what I mean? It's quite Thera- therapeutic, yeah. right? It is now, Absolutely. man. It can be quite frustrating when you're trying to nail a song, but when you do nail one, you feel really good for about 10 it's, minutes. It's- yeah exactly but that's the beauty of it though because then you're like right on to the fucking next one i'll celebrate for about 10 minutes i might have a go fucking have a big mac and that but then the next day you wake up and pretend and pretend you've never done that thing that's great just so because you've got to chase the next thing that's great man that's the addiction yeah the, the thing i always had is i don't know if you had this 
maybe it's different when when a tune got mastered i heard it in the mastering thing and then immediately after i never wanted to hear it ever ever again i'm done with it i just I'm, i i was like oh i hate it i don't like that anymore because <laughs> it's, it's done i can't do anything else with it i'm like i can't change it so i don't know something weird clicks in my head where i never want to hear it again i'm just like oh, oh. i know what you i know what you mean i can imagine that, that I, you know um i think that it's slightly slightly different from from my perspective but I, I can definitely connect with what you're saying especially when you got the frustration of i fucking moved past that man like that were in some cases you're like that was three fucking week ago like i look up i look back at that <laughs> now in in disdain do you know what i mean and you're putting it out as my next fucking single yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man tim was telling me about this my time when you you, you guys were he's doing you guys um the zootons uh maybe maybe the streets there's like a period of time where he said that it was like a bit hairy like a bit of competition that around the around the three four bands or something what was that was that actually like a competition vibe like um well i mean that's interesting now like because weird... i don't i don't think that's anything that i uh, that we ever sort of picked up on no i, I don't think so um what just do you sort of mean between like the bands that they were managing well, yeah, he's saying that he would try and get everyone together and it would be, like, sometimes tense and that, like, because they'd feel like he was the daddy or something. Uh, well, unless you talk... I mean, certainly that... that I mean, that could be said about sort of um, encounters that we've had with Tim with us lot. Do you know what I mean? I think that, you know, we've, we've had difficult conversations, definitely, but... No, I don't think that. Uh, I mean, we we lived in a bubble, man. Do you know what I mean? We did. We were never really part of a scene where we were trying to climb above anything else. We were just four lads who, you know, um, fucking loved us instruments and started fucking jamming and and pumped out these tunes uh, effectively. Um, yeah. yeah, man. Oh, I, got, you know, I just wondered because there's like, it's just a different world back then, isn't it? Like, oh, no... absolutely, absolutely. But I think we we kept mostly out of it. I think, um, and even like none of us are particularly well. We're not. None of us are rock and roll. Do you know what I mean? It's not like when we're not when we want touring. I were fucking sat at home watching EastEnders night after night, smoking copious yeah. amounts of gear. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Fucking. That's what I. The... That's what I do. But I have a few drinks. But the thing is, when people see you rock, rocking a gig. They presume that you're doing some sort of mad thing after the show, like after of course. the tour. You're the after party. Be... Where's the after party? Yeah, oh, everyone thinks. Yeah, yeah, everyone, and that man, that that gets fucking old. That that gets fucking old quick. Well, and the older you get, like, yeah, mate, you... yeah, people are like, oh, I want to come backstage. I want to see backstage. You're like it's a fucking portal cabin with like fucking four. <laughs> Four fucking pissed roadies in it. A lot of smarties all over the floor that are fucking crushed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, what yeah. do you want out of your backstage experience? This isn't fucking the 70s where I imagine you couldn't move backstage for fucking tits and the like. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> is, exactly, man. Like We were just like, we were pretty boring in that sense. You come on our bus afterwards and you're like, uh, can you wipe your fucking feet, please? This is like our house. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, man, people people do ask, uh, like, they'll say it on this tour as well, and they'll be like, oh, can we get, like, this and that? Uh, and I'll be thinking, like, you see all the stuff that like, I do, like, the videos and that, what you see? Yeah. Because like, it's not, we're not, anyone doesn't have a label and all that stuff. Like, I do, I'll do everything. So, like, yeah. that stuff doesn't just come out of thin air. It takes fucking ages. So, it's like, when you think, what do I do in my free time? I was like, man, I don't even have a fucking life anymore. Like, mm-hmm. I, 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 but it's weird because they think you do something extra special in your spare time. And I was just thinking, like, like nah, like I've I've just accepted now. I used to try. I don't know if you ever used to do this when you was younger, but I used to try and try and find cool things to do to make myself more interesting, like or or think that I should be going to this spot because I'm right. not rock and roll if I don't go there. Or I should be 
doing this or doing that. But now I've just accepted that I've got to a point where I'm just I'm just me and I and I'll tell you how it is and I I've got enough stories anyway to probably back me up for ages. I just I, I don't <laughs> okay. know. I'm, I, I just can't. I'm not interested in going. I, don't, I fucking hate going parties, man. I don't want to talk to anyone about anything. I don't want to do no cocaine. I don't want to do it. I just want to have a. I want to have a vodka and coke and sit with my cat and watch like something <laughs> yeah, light on TV, man. I, and then go to and then go to bed like that. Yeah, I, like, but Sounds like somebody I, I know. I'm probably quite dull, but I'm not afraid to admit it. I, <laughs> me I too, more... mate. Me too. Check my Instagram out. To... All it is is fucking cats chilling out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like my cat, man. I, I really enjoy it, and I think it's great. And I and I find it a lot easier to deal with than fucking pissed people shouting in my ear. Oh <laughs> man. So are you saying if I go see the Skinner Brothers, I can't get backstage? Is what you're saying? <laughs> no, man. You can come, you can come <sighs> backstage if you like, but like nothing will be happening there. Like, <laughs> like, like, yeah, yeah, Zach, don't fucking let him backstage. I I didn't, uh, let him, I didn't let him backstage. You're not gonna. What, you didn't let him back? Like nothing, man. It will just be like this. That's yeah. the funniest thing I heard. The, no, the, crush, smart, the crush, the crush Smarties thing, man. I barely because, got yeah. in the door, man. Because I, I thought this at Reading and Leeds. I when we because Reading and Leeds is like a cool one to play. I always think like, I always want to play that one. So backstage at Reading and Leeds, and it's sort of got a smell in the air of Reading and Leeds. Like, and yeah, that, and I was like, this is great. I love this, but nothing. Like I see a couple famous people there and that, like Radio DJs, this band, that band. Some people I didn't know, but they're obviously quite mm. popular. Thinking it's cool, but they ain't doing nothing cool. Like these no. people, uh, 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 we were having a little water pistol fight, and that was the most entertaining <laughs> thing going on back there. That was quite exactly. outrageous. That was quite outrageous for the backstage resident Red and Leeds area. And I was like, we're having a water pistol fight, like like absolutely, and, and, uh, man. But you people think that all these big stars do this stuff. Oh. They did do all them drugs and that. They wouldn't do any. They wouldn't be able to produce anything like it's just. And they'd be fucking good. skint as well. They'd be absolutely fucking skint. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know anyone. Like, I don't know about you. Like, I see some people that smoke a bit of weed, but like people who are like proper cokeheads, like you don't see them making it up the ladder at all. Like, not really. Like, I, I don't. Well, maybe at the top or something. But where I am now, I used to have a lot of people in the band through the years. Different people that have been in the band. Yeah, and like they're like pissheads or cokeheads and that, and just like drugheads and partiers. They never get, they never make it through the thing. Like they just, they just mm. end up leaving. Like just get yeah. kicked out. Just it never. I don't know what it was like back in when you was, when you were stuff, but it's like I don't think there's enough money in it now to even get away with that. No, shit. Like, no, but, they're in, they're in, and like you say, you know, it blunts you, it blunts your fucking needle. You know, in terms of your created, it, it, <clears throat> excuse me your creativity and stuff like i think like you say when people are, are into that sort of shit it's a recipe for disaster and um as i said it's a small industry and if you fuck people off and piss people off and behave like an arsehole which a lot of the time if you're completely whacked out on that sort of stuff inevitably um all that stuff starts to collapse and unless you are some stratospheric superstar where the world really is sort of laid out at your feet no i think i think you're right i yeah. think you're going to end i think you're going to end up um out in the cold but i mean you know th this is a conversation that could go on for fucking hours i uh, will say and like this has been fucking absolutely brilliant mate oh, yeah. um Honestly, it's, I mean, we've we've got nearly two hours here, so oh, no, I, mean, I see the clock. <laughs> no, that is absolutely fine, man. I could fucking chat all night because, like, I you know, like I thought when I saw your videos and talked to you and, and listened to you, what you got to say, it's like you're an authentic guy, man. And um, the reason that you find it so easy to create is because you got fucking something to say. And um, you know, it's been an absolute pleasure having you Thanks, on the podcast. Um, really, really Thanks, fucking man. interesting. And yeah, we'll have to have you on again, man. Yeah, because, definitely. I mean, we've. 
we fucking yeah, packed all. See, so, see but... where it's gone in, in the next couple of years, and then yeah, it'll man. be interesting to to see what I'm moaning about then, isn't it? <laughs> no, I fuck that, man. We'll have you on before that. Well, you know, honestly, fucking, it's been some awesome content in it. I've really enjoyed it. I love speaking to people who were, you know, like in bands and you know going yeah. through similar experiences and that so yeah thank you very much Zach. Thanks, thank man. you thank you and um yes thank you to pete fletcher as usual i know he's really enjoyed this one and yeah as usual thank you to everyone for listening as well thank you